Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. I, uh, man, I, I accidentally have gone uh, a few days without recording or posting an episode here. Uh, over the weekend, I, uh, I was at, I traveled. I traveled from St. Louis, which is where I'm based. I traveled from St. Louis up to Minnesota. I was in the Twin Cities, which, by the way, the whole concept of the Twin Cities is so interesting, no? Like, I, I, to my knowledge, it's like the only place in America where these two massive cities that are side by side, and they're just separated by a river, but, you know, it's Minneapolis, St. Paul, and they're both very, very large cities. And, you know, and, and to be honest, you know, there's not much to see in, in Minnesota, but, you know, with it being Minnesota and, and that, you know, putting that aside... Um, it really is an awesome area, honestly. Like I, I, I found a lot. Um, I found a lot to do. I found some cool coffee shops. Every single time I travel, the number one thing that I look for is like a really, really, really good coffee shop to stop into. So I'll always just Google like best coffee shop in Minneapolis or best coffee shop in Phoenix, and uh, one you know one coffee shop at a time. I really want to visit all of the really good ones. But which, by the way, okay, if you guys know of a particularly unique or epic or impressive coffee shop in in any state in any city anywhere in the United States the continental United States uh, shoot me a DM and let me know because I do want to visit all the most um, I don't know all the coolest coffee shops in America um, but anyway, so I, I traveled up to Minneapolis, St. Paul, to the Twin Cities because there's a CrossFit competition um, that's hosted up there in a town called uh, Egan, Minnesota, which is right outside of the Twin Cities. And um, and I was actually really, really excited uh, to record a podcast uh, when I got there. And then um, I started looking through my stuff and I realized I forgot my microphone. Man. <laughs> What a letdown, you know, what a letdown. I, I, uh, so anyway, long story short, it's been what, like four days since I re recorded an episode and it's just because I've been up there for a while. Um, but I'm happy to be back. I really am. I was thinking about, I mean, I drove, I drove up there. It's an eight hour drive either way. And obviously I had a whole bunch of thoughts, uh, both when I was on my way up there and on my way back down. But one thing that I've been thinking about a lot lately and it's honestly, quite quite honestly, it's only because it has been shoved in my face and down my throat, on my eyeballs and on my Instagram feed and every every everywhere. When I went shopping, for those of you that don't know, the Mall of America is actually in uh, Minnesota. It's in it's in the Twin Cities. And so when I was up there, I did visit the Mall of America. So even when I was shopping. It was shoved down my throat and in my face, all right? Can anybody guess what I'm talking about? I'm going to give you three seconds. I want you to make a guess, and then only you'll know if you're right. But what I'm talking about is Pride Month. Pride Month, okay? Um, if you know me personally, or even if you don't, like even if you just followed me for a while, you probably have um, uh, gathered, right, that I am a... You know, I'm a pretty socially liberal person, okay? Um, 
I like to think like fiscally conservative, socially liberal. Um, and I know this is one of those, this is like, we're going to, we're going to touch on a few of like the forbidden topics here. Okay. But, you know, I started the show because I think that there are some, because I think as a whole, as a society, we uh, really just, you know, we really just skirt around all of the, 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 the conversations of substance, like the conversations that we need to be having. We don't, we don't dare ask the hard questions or, or object with logic and, and reason, right? Um, we, just, we just sort of go along with, with the social narrative and, and pretend like we're all in agreement when, when in reality, everybody being in agreement isn't really any fun or healthy or productive anyway, right? So anyway, one of the reasons why I started the show is because I think that there, you know, there's nobody out there really tactfully and tastefully um, starting these constructive and productive and decisive conversations, you know, and I don't mean to be decisive. I don't want to be decisive. I want to, I want to bring people together, but I also, I, I want to, um, inspire people to have the courage, um, to form their own opinion and stand on it right without disliking or even further hating anybody else that maybe feels differently than you it's okay if you don't agree with with anything that i say ever that's okay right we're still friends it's all good we're both we're both just trying to figure out this thing you know called life like that's it we were we both showed up here one day we didn't ask for it we didn't earn it right which is why we should be grateful and actually live our lives because man this is what an opportunity it is right but we both just showed up here one day and 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 neither one of us really has all the answers but you know i do think a lot about this stuff and 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 okay so lately i've been thinking about pride month and you know what strikes me is it, what comes to mind the first thing that comes to mind is you know is it, it really just irks me when there's like any when when it's any minority group um you know that that just screams to the rooftop for attention or for reparations or for you know any special treatment because what they're typically screaming for is equality but here we are, you know, we're, we're, we're not, you know, we're not, we're not approaching it the same way that we approach everything else. And that's what equality is. Like, I don't ask to be celebrated because I sleep with women, you know, like that's, you know, because I'm a heterosexual, I'm not asking for the whole world to recognize my heterosexuality and, and celebrate, you know, how, I should walk around with pride because I'm a heterosexual. In fact, I don't think it's any—I don't think it's anybody's business who I sleep with. I—I I, I really don't know who I'm attracted to. I—it is—it is literally irrelevant to the rest of the world who I'm attracted to. And so the fact that we now in this country have a a, a Pride Month—it just boggles my mind because it's just to me. I don't have any problem with homosexuality or, you know, I, I don't want to use any of the wrong verbiage here because I'm, I'm, I'm honestly not from, I'm not even familiar with the right words I, 
I should be using. Um, but I don't, I don't have a problem with anybody sleeping with whoever they, they want to sleep with or, or being attracted to, you know, anybody that they're attracted to. In fact, I, I really genuinely don't think it's any of my business, you know, who other people are attracted to and who they sleep with and, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, but man, you know, I kind of, I kind of get uncomfortable when, I'm walking around in the mall just trying to buy some new clothes for the summer and everywhere I look, you know, uh, you know, pride, 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 pride is, is being shoved in my face. Like, I just, I just don't understand it. You know, it's almost like, um, it's, it's almost like colleges, right? It's almost like colleges when people, when students fill out, you know, applications to go to a certain college. I, I think this is a thing that I heard about. Maybe I'm maybe I'm losing my mind. But I, I heard that like, okay, colleges now have like a quota for the number of minorities or blacks that they have to accept, you know, or, or a percentage of, of total applicants that are accepted have to be minority or black or something like that. And so in this scenario, and, and who knows, maybe I'm maybe I'm making this up, right? Um, but I don't think I am. I think this is a real thing. So in this scenario, you're telling me that there could be two applications on the table and I'm the person that, you know, approves or denies or accepts or denies ap applicants. And when I get to, you know, my total number of white students that I get, it is actually irrelevant which student here is more qualified to enter, enter this college. I have to choose the black student because he's black. To me, that is literally re reverse racism. Like that does it it, it it doesn't make any logical sense, right? If if you know, and so both in both scenarios, like I just think sometimes when we are trying to fix what is admittedly a problem, or maybe when we're trying to um when we're trying to make up for you know, wrongs that have been done to a certain community or demographic in the past, which there is no arguing that. Like, there's no arguing, you know, the marginal marginalization of whether it's minorities, whether it's blacks, gays, homo, you know, trans. There's, there's no arguing that those demographics have gone through periods where it's been incredibly difficult for them. But you know what? Like, I, I would argue that you know, today's society is more open to and accepting of um, homosexuality and, and even trans and, you know, again, I don't want to use any verbiage because I'm probably going to, you know, say it wrong. Um, but the LGBTQ community, I think that I think that to the society that we live in today is more accepting of and supportive of that community than any society than, than than any american society that has existed since america became a country like seriously so so why can't we just live and let live why can't we just leave it alone because to be honest okay this is like this is actually what i came on here to say so i have this like radical theory about racism but also about you know, homophobia and, and things like that. Okay. I, I really do. I think, I think that it applies equally as much, but my, my theory, especially with racism is that I actually think that racism, that the only reason that racism 
is still an issue in America is that we keep talking about race. Like, I, I, I really genuinely believe that the only reason that racism is still alive in America is because race is still um, a part of our, our discussion on a, on a regular basis. It is, it is still, um, it's, it's still a variable that we continue to, um, to, 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 to legitimize, you know, uh, I think that by talking about race and even interjecting it into, you know, crimes, into, you know, social narratives and just making it a relevant variable, I think that that's what keeps it on people's minds. I think that if we if we would just stop talking about it and, and take it off the table, you know, in our discussions, I think that eventually people would just deal with each other as people. Yes, we would recognize our differences, but I just I, I just I think that talking about it so frequently is actually what perpetuates, you know, the 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 issue of, of racism, you know, same thing with now with pride month, I think that pride month is actually going to annoy and, 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 and it's just going to annoy people more than anything. And it's going to give them a reason to be frustrated with the LGBTQ community. When in reality, they were never thinking about that community in the first place, you know, like, like me, for example, okay, I am a perfect example of this. I, I, I kind of, I don't, you know, some people might get mad at me for saying this, but like, to me, it's kind of annoying that we have to celebrate, you know, Pride Month um, and we have to celebrate homosexuality when in reality, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. And quite frankly, I, you know, I don't, I don't like you shoving it down my throat. I don't, I don't even, I don't want to have to I don't, I don't want to know who you sleep with. I don't want to have to, I don't want to know who you're attracted to, you know? So it is, it's kind of annoying to me that everywhere I walked this weekend when I was in the mall, you know, I was reminded that we're celebrating pride month, you know? And so, um, now you've taken me a person who, um, has no issue with the LGBTQ community and who was not thinking about them at all. And now I'm just like, you know, turned off. Now I'm honestly turned off a little bit, you know, about that community because it's like, why do you need me to recognize you? Why do you, why do you need, why do you feel the need for me to recognize or legitimize you? You know, live your life. Like just live your life. I follow this guy. Actually, I'm lying. Okay. I'm lying. This has been a recent topic of discussion. I don't follow very many people. And it's just because, man, I'm very careful about what information and content I put into my brain. And so I unfollowed almost all the people that I previously followed because, man, I just didn't like opening up my Instagram feed and just getting bombarded with bullshit. So anyway, once in a while, I look at this guy's content. His name is Christian Walker, and he's a homosexual man. And, uh, you know, he's posted a bunch of TikToks and Instagrams recently about this very topic, you know, about Pride Month. And, um, you know, and, and him being a part of that community, him being a homosexual man, I just, I really, really, really appreciate his perspective on it. Sometimes he's a little rough around the edges and he delivers it in a very matter-of-fact way. Um, but, you know, I feel, I, I feel like, you know, the his perspective on pride month you know i i really do appreciate and it does at least 
mostly align with mine since, you know, obviously I'm not a part of the community. Um, but, you know, I would I would be really, really interested in, you know, just generally hearing what you guys think about this topic. Like reach out to me on Instagram, you know, kind of, um, you know, or give me feedback in, in whatever setting is most, you know, convenient for you. But man, I don't know. It did, it did kind of rub me the wrong way. I think we just need to I think we need to stop talking so much about our differences because it is only that constant, constant, constant um, acknowledgement of our differences that actually keeps us focused on our differences. That's what that that's why, you know, a lot of the animosity and tension still exists, because if we would just stop talking about our differences so much, like it's like people are obsessed with the like we are 98 percent the same. All of us, like all of us are 98 percent the same. OK, we all want the same things. You know, generally speaking, um, you know, we all want to be happy. You know, we're all human. Okay, we're 98% the same. We're 2% different. And it's like, man, people just, they just can't, they just can't let go of the 2%. I'm going to be honest, guys, nobody gives a fuck. Like, nobody gives a fuck, okay? Nobody cares if you're homosexual or you're heterosexual. Nobody cares if you're black or if you're white. Nobody cares if you went to college or you didn't. Nobody cares if you were poor growing up or if you came from a middle-class family. Nobody cares. Like, you know what I care about? Are you a good person? Do you treat other people well? Do you, do you treat yourself well? You know, um, are you ambitious, hardworking? Um, what are your interests and hobbies? That's a, that's all I care about. I, it, 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 everything else may as well be irrelevant. And I feel like, man, we as a society are just fucking obsessed with talking about the everything else, the 2%. And I just, man, I wish we would stop. But, um, you know, one more thing actually that happened in, you know, just a, a realization of mine that I had when we were in Minnesota. Okay, so I mentioned earlier that I'm based in St. Louis. And I'm kind of, it's kind of weird to admit this, but man, I'm kind of obsessed with car washes. Like I just, I, I feel like, I feel like a car wash, a car wash is almost as satisfying as a haircut. I, there, I said it. Okay. A car wash is almost as satisfying as a haircut. And so I do, I, I buy the unlimited you know, monthly car wash package every month. I got like a little membership and I do, I go to car wash several times a week. Um, and, and the truth is, so where I'm originally from is upstate New York and in upstate New York, we have a phenomenal car wash. Okay. It's called Hoffman's car wash. If you're from upstate, like the, you know, the capital region, if you're from the capital region of New York, you know about Hoffman's car wash and Hoffman's car wash is amazing. Okay, it's amazing. Like every time you go there, the line is like around the corner down the street of cars. Okay. And and even when you were growing up there, like that was like the cool first job. Like that was the only job you could get when you were in high school that like made you even cooler. Every other job you were like, you know, you were kind of corny for working there. All right. But Hoffman's was awesome. And they have all these like, you know, young high school or college age kids that when you get through the the car wash, it's like a 
you know, it's an, it's an automatic car wash, right? So once you get through it, you pull out and there's all these kids there with towels and they just, they towel dry your vehicle, right? And so you don't have streaks and they'll even like open the door and make sure that they get all the runoff and they'll, they'll vacuum inside. They'll kind of wipe down your dash and everything. It probably takes the whole thing at the end. Like once you get through the car wash tunnel, the, the drying it and the wiping out, you know, cleaning out the inside for you, it probably takes them maybe three minutes, three to five minutes tops, okay? You stand there, you give the, you give the young kids a tip, and you, you get back in your car and you drive, okay? Three minutes tops, seriously. All right, so it's phenomenal. Your car is, it looks amazing. They do like a little speed detail on the inside. In Missouri, we don't have a single good car wash like seriously not a single i had a membership at zips i got a membership at this new one tidal wave there's like a waterway one okay all of these car washes are trash and man and it blows my mind because every time i and first of all i keep going yes i know i'm an idiot but every time i go through the car wash i got streaks all over my car it does it like it, it looks like you went through the car wash but it still looks like shit all right. And I'm thinking, so we went to Minnesota and now I've been in Missouri for several years now. And so I'm just used to it. You know, I'm just used to it. That's just, that's just the way that the car, car wash industry is here. Maybe I'll start a car wash someday and just dominate the whole space. But we go to Minnesota and, and if you've ever taken a road trip, then, you know, you know, at the, when you get to where you're going, man, your, your windshield is covered in bugs. The front is covered in bugs. Like it was so bad that I was a little bit embarrassed um, giving my car to the valet guy at the hotel we were staying at. And so I went, uh, when I had some downtime, got a car wash. All right. And at this particular car wash, all right, there was two kids at the end of the tunnel that had towels and they just really quick, you know, they spent two, two minutes or so on my vehicle and they just towel dried really quick the outside for me. They didn't do the inside and stuff like that like Hoffman's does. Hoffman's, there's nothing like Hoffman's, seriously. But anyway, so they dry it down, okay? And I'm just floored. Like I'm, I'm because I'm so used to these St. Louis car washes, I'm blown away. I'm impressed. First of all, when I first got in line for the, for the car wash, there was a kid there and he sprayed the whole front with a, uh, with like bug, you know, kind of stuff to get the bugs off. Then he takes a, a brush on a long handle and literally just, you know, kind of once or twice overs my windshield, my front, um, gets all the bugs. I had bugs caked on my window, okay? Gets all the bugs off, probably took him two minutes, all right? Then, you know, takes his little power washer and, you know, kind of washes it down or sprays it down, sprays the back, sprays the front. Again, maybe another minute or so, so you're talking about three minutes. Then he sends me through the wash. These kids, at the end, they spend about two minutes. And, and I looked at Grace, and I said, man, Grace, and by the way, I searched on Google, um, best car wash in Minneapolis, okay? And this place came up. They had like literally over 2,000 ratings. They were rated at a 4.7, which is a great Google review, okay? I don't know if you guys use Google reviews. I use it often. 4.7 is a great Google review, and especially with over 2,000 ratings. But anyway, so I looked this place up. I go, and, I, and, I, and when we got through, I looked at Grace, and I said, Grace, it takes so little to be the best. Like it takes, it takes so little to be the best. And what I meant by that is in 
in almost any space that you operate in, okay, in almost any space, but in this case, we're talking about car washes, okay, there is like, there's like the buy-in, right? There's the prerequisite. There's the standard, right? Let's, let's call it the standard. There's the industry or the space standard, okay? And in order to even operate or, or you know, survive in this space, you have to meet a certain standard. Now, here in Missouri, what that standard is, is you just got to have an automatic car wash, right? People go through it. It looks kind of clean, all right, it gets most of the stuff off, whatever, okay? So that's the standard. And every car wash in this area, you know, operates and they adhere to that standard, all right? Now, this car wash in Minneapolis, I forget the name of it, because if I could remember, I would totally drop a, 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 ref, a recommendation right now. But anyway, this, this car wash in Minneapolis, all they did, they do the exact same, they have the exact same car wash that I go through every single day here. And all they did was they have a kid on the front front end that actually takes a second to see, do you have any bugs on your windshield? And if you do, okay, I'm going to spray this bug stuff on, give it a quick scrub. And they have two kids at the end to quickly hand dry your stuff. And you know what? It made them the best. It gave them a 4.7 rating on Google. By the way, I didn't even mention when I went to this car wash, there was a line. First of all, it was 20 minutes before they closed. And there was a line out of the car wash around the corner. Like I was on a, like the car wash entrance is on a side street. So there was a line all the way out to the main street. Like I have to turn off the main street, uh, take a right, then take a left into the car wash. And that whole line, okay, was a line of cars. I was waiting in line on the main street. And then I was still in line when I bent the corner, still in line when I took a left into the car wash, okay? It takes so little to be the best. And, and, and it doesn't really take so little it just takes so little more, okay? So little more. Once you meet the standard, once you do, you know, once you meet the, the standard that everybody else adheres to, basically, once you pay the buy-in, all you got to do is 1% more. You got to do 1% more than everybody else, and you can be the best. You can dominate a space. And I just, I don't know, that thought hit me, and I thought it was so relevant to almost everything because, like, I'll, I'll even use CrossFit as an example, like Matt and I, um, you know, even I could stick to myself, right? So I, I'm not, I, I don't train that often, like, you know, despite what most people think. Um, I mean, I train often. I don't train that long, right? I don't spend very long. I, I Maybe when I train, I train for an hour tops, okay? So I'll go in the gym and just work out like you, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, I'm out of there, Right. And, um, and I, and I had the same approach when I was doing CrossFit consistently. And then, you know, I signed up for some CrossFit competitions. I used to compete a little bit. And what I realized at a CrossFit competition is that every single person here is fit. Like every person, as long as you sign up for, for the right, for the appropriate, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? As long as you, uh, sign up for the appropriate division okay so there's like scaled intermediate you know rx or advanced right you sign up for the appropriate division for you well look around to your left and to your right every single person here is fit so what what actually um distinguishes the people who win from the people who lose and what i realized when i was competing is that 
it came down to your mindset. Like to my left and to my right, these guys are just as fit as I am, if not more fit than I am. But I was willing to mentally take it to a place that those guys weren't willing to do. And so they would stop before I would and I would win. You know, and so the same scenario, but just a different space, right? In CrossFit and fitness, it just takes a little bit extra. It takes so little. It takes so little to be the best, you know, and it's, it, and again, it can be misleading because it doesn't, it didn't take so little to get to where you're at, to get to the place where you, where you can pay the buy-in, right? Where you can meet the standard in the first place. It took a lot. It took a lot, but everybody around you, all of your competition paid those same dues. And so now all you have to do to be the best is do a little bit more than that. And it takes so little to be the best. So that was my second thought that I wanted to share with you guys. Overall, the trip was awesome. It really was. If you guys followed along, uh, I know I did a question box that I had so many questions for. Um, on my way back, I did answer probably 20 of them. Uh, so I hope that you guys enjoyed that. My buddy Phil Tune, man, I love this kid. He's just the best dude. Um, but I, I drove all the way out there, honestly, just to support him. Um, he was, uh, if he came in the top five at this competition, then he was going to win uh, a ticket to the CrossFit Games to compete in the CrossFit Games. And, uh, and I know this dude, I've been watching him grind for the past two years, probably just with this singular goal of making it to the CrossFit Games and seeing what he can do on the biggest stage in fitness in the world. And uh, he came in second overall by just a few points. He missed first place, but he came in second overall and qualified for the game. So it was a great trip. That's why my voice sounds a little off because I honestly, I was yelling for him so much that I, that I almost lost my voice. But Anyway, those are my two topics. Those are two things that honestly stood out to me, you know, while I was driving um, was really I was just thinking about that Pride Month thing. And, you know, again, I don't want to I don't want to start any, you know, emotionally charged arguments. But I do want to start a conversation about this because, man, it just rubs me the wrong way that I have to celebrate. I don't have to. But but I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way that we're so forceful about pushing pride month i wish we would just shut the fuck up you know same 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 with like like uh man i could go off you guys don't know i'm like a, actually a history buff like i know history i know politics like the other thing that bothers the, the shit out of me is black history month like have you guys ever noticed okay have you ever noticed that in this country when we teach black history month we teach, this is what we teach. We teach, you were slaves and we freed you. That's it. Like they start, they start Black History Month with slavery and they work it forward through the civil rights movement and through that. So you were slaves and then we freed you. Get the fuck out of here. Do you, do you, the oldest human remains on this planet were in Africa. We're in Africa. Black history is literally human history. It is literally human history, okay? But instead, for quote-unquote Black History Month, we teach in this country, okay, you were slaves, and then we freed you. That's black history. All right, so just I'm just pointing that out because, one, most pe it, 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 it has never even occurred to most people that that's how we teach it, but that is how we teach it. I want you to think about it. I want you to think about it, what you were taught during Black History Month, okay? And, and so think about that and then understand that 
Pride Month is no different than Black History Month, okay? It actually can do more harm than good, all right? And it can, you know, like Black History Month didn't make me feel like, I'm, okay, for some of you don't know this, but I'm half black, okay? And then again, uh, if you're not half black or if you're not black, then you won't understand when I say this, but like being half black is fucking sucks okay i'm half black half white you know why it sucks because to black people you're not black but to white people you're not white either all right so you don't really belong to any community all right and i have had to deal with you know just social difficulties um being half black and half white growing up and i'm just i mean it's just it's just the reality okay everybody has their thing when they're growing up. Some people are chubby, some people are gay, some people are half black and half white, like some people are black, some people are white, whatever. Some people are nerdy, some people are whatever, okay? So I would never, you know, complain. I think I'm, I'm really grateful for everything that has led me to this point in my life up until this point. But I'm pointing this out, um, you know, really because like Black History Month, it... it when I really saw it for what it was, you know, it, it, it honestly made me resentful and bitter and, and, and angry toward, you know, the powers that be, the people that put these things in place because it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. You know, it doesn't actually fix anything. Um, in fact, you know, it really sort of, um, it instilled a, a certain mindset in me as a young, as a young kid that now I am resentful of, you know, like teaching you all oh, you were, your, your ancestors were slaves and then we freed you. It almost does you as a black person, it does you a disservice because it, it discounts the extensive, I mean, extensive history of black people. You know, and, and I'm not like necessarily a black nationalist or anything like that. So like that part of it doesn't bother me. It's just part the manipulation of it is what bothers me. It, it is literal manipulation. And and it's teaching black people, hey, you should just be grateful for America because you were slaves and we freed you. But America is what enslaved you in the first place. All right. So it, it is it is manipulation. And, and it does. I'm telling you as a as you know, a part of that minority demographic that it affected my mindset growing up. And so Pride Month, albeit very new compared to Black History Month, I've been down this road before. I've seen it for what it is. And I'm and I'm smarter. I'm wiser now. I'm more mature. And so I know that while Pride Month on the surface is supposed to honor people and recognize people, I know that it actually has the potential to do more harm than good. And it's annoying. So anyway, love to hear what you guys think. I appreciate you guys always listening to my show. Thank you so much. If you share it, I love you. Okay. If you share it, I love you. I appreciate you guys. Um, I don't promote it very much, not even on my own podcast. Cause I don't want to feel like, I, or on my own Instagram. Cause I don't, I don't know. I don't want to shove it down anybody's throat, but if you guys enjoyed the, uh, the podcast, even if you disagreed with me, if I made any good points, made you think at all, made you laugh, made you smile, made you cry, whatever. If you got any value from the show whatsoever, please share it, you know, and, uh, you know, otherwise I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.